Hey, Angela. This is books are are good, good, actually. actually. And for once in the two months, we, one, recorded on time, two, finished the book. Jimmy just finished the book. Okay. All right. Good. I did. I did. All right. Um, I didn't even finish like 15 minutes ago. I finished like an hour and a half ago. Bam! We are improving every day for the list, 15 listeners that we have, um, which hey. I dropped down to like five after this. We'll see. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we, for the... Well, just say, we do not mean you harm. Even if you feel that you are psych- psychically harmed by this episode, it's not your fault. <laughs> yes, it's not your fault. Uh, so for this month of November... Uh, we read 10 Myths About Israel by Elon Pape. Uh, this is the second book we read by him. Um, of course, Noam Chomsky. And It's uh... a good question. Let's check our back catalog. We need some killing time music. On Palestine. Okay, on that's, Palestine. What it, that's what it was. I was like, it's the war on Palestine. It's something on Palestine. Anyway, we read that like... Three years, years ago. Yeah, three years ago. So um, things have changed quite mm-hmm. significantly. Mm-hmm. And yet some um, things still remain the same. Some things still remain the same. Um, so I believe last time I had you start with your feelings about the book. So I'll start this time. Hopefully I'm correct on that. It's been yeah, that's fine. Month. All right. So overall, um, Elon has a like great way of writing kind of and really kind of inciting uh, emotion kind of like in terms of just these things happens in like a historical context and really tries to call on scholar stuff. Mm. However, I feel like there were a couple times where I was just like, well, that was wrong. Um, there was one uh, part about, whoa, um, about Israel being a democracy and saying the United States would never like bar um, religious minorities from like living somewhere. I'm just like, yes, they did. <laughs> like Jim Crow laws yeah, and, and stuff like that. So it was like a very, like, I know that's, it's kind of like nitpicky, but it's just kind of like, um, it, it just didn't support his argument that well. Yeah. Um, and, and, I thought... and just a slight rephrasing, because he, he did at, at, in other parts of that same chapter, like made like comparisons to settler colonialism in the U.S. and right. slavery in the U.S. and like, yeah, it I it minor mistake for sure detracts yeah. for sure, but continue. Yeah, it was just one of those things of just like I like that should have been fact checked. Like it should have been either mm-hmm. omitted or like because I don't it just didn't help this point. Mm-hmm. Um. Another thing that I kind of was granted, this was written in 2017, and the like 2020 really, really changed things. Like, just for like, not just for like this, um, uh, for Israel and Palestine, but just like the world and how, like, how money or who's funding what thing. Mm. Um, so like the section on uh, the last chapter about the myth of Gaza, or sorry, the ninth chapter. And just Hamas, mm. I don't think he really proved like his point about Hamas mm. being in or a liberation force. Um, mm-hmm. We'll get back. We'll talk more about that. But mm-hmm. those were my two kind of like it, like nitpicky points that 
I think some people would probably who may fall more uh, pro-Israel might kind of like be like, this is nonsense. <laughs> like would mm -hmm. like point to those kind of things where it's like, well, fuck this guy. Um, I think uh, another kind of not really issue, but I think this is just my ignorance is like the Oslo Accords, uh, the different like conflicts and wars. And I feel like I need to go like a deeper dive on that because yeah. those types of things are, I think, can get very muddled. Um, everyone has their own narrative about what happened. And yeah. um, I'm kind of, I, I feel like it's like a good, you could, this is, I would say, one perspective on some, but mm. um, I think it's worth like probably going down that line of like, okay, so there's these games, like let's go through and possibly like kind of like maybe try to go a little bit deeper. Mm -hmm. But overall, I think the book is really good. Um, I really enjoyed the part about like the Israel was a or sorry, uh, Palestine was a land with nobody's there. And I'm like, ah, yes, this good old chestnut that we had also an American, you know, U.S. Mm -hmm. like school system type shit. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. there was no one there. I guess the there's untamed Indians, wild yeah, untamed, west. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, nobody was there. It is just like, no, it, there is, and um, mm -hmm. just the. Uh, um, yeah, so we'll go into more uh, myths and misconceptions that we probably had uh, next. But Jimmy, what are your feelings? Um, so in Elon's defense, he in the preface did state that like many of the topics here deserve like deeper like discussion and scrutiny, um, and that he recommended looking at any and all of the sources that he cited throughout it. Um, so as far, and don't get me wrong though, um, seven and eight in particular, like as chapters, I feel like could have been each multiple chapters, um, that just a lot went, was gone over in the, both of those, all of the various, um, Israeli offenses, all of the different attempts at peace and all of the resolutions that have been put forward and all of the backhandedness of all of them. Um, it's it's hard to keep straight when they're all presented one after the other after the other. But it in, in a way, I feel like it in that manner does a good job of like putting forward how for chapter seven, Israel is the only democracy in the Middle East. All of the offenses, all of the disgusting behavior of Israel, um, it, it laid out in this, like, just this happened and then this happened and then this happened. It it really is um, overwhelming uh, in this, in, in showing that these things are not true, that yeah. Israel is not a democracy um, and that uh, the Oslo Accords were a farce from the get-go. Um, on uh we'll get we'll get to chapter nine um i feel like i have a slightly different position than than you do on hamas um but as a whole i would say the book is a very good primer on a much better primer i would even say than on palestine yeah um, just because on palestine was a conversation between two people who are steeped in this history um 
whereas this is designed to be someone who is steeped in this history, breaking it down for the lay person uh, in a digestible way, even if in trying to make it digestible, some parts become indigestible or or maybe not indigestible, but like hard to keep straight um, just yeah. because of the amount of information that is being uh, crammed into 200 some pages. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But good. Otherwise, like uh, his his writing style is clear and effective. Um, and yeah, other than the like one misstep of uh, not making the wrong conclusions regarding Jim Crow, um, which as a, a scholar primarily focused on uh, the history of Israel, um, like unfortunate, but uh, yeah, just maybe one final editing pass could have could have either fixed that or changed that or what have you. Um, but otherwise, good book. Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, moving on to our next question. Um, so myths slash misconceptions that you may have had about Israel and Palestine. And this could have been before reading this book or even before uh, listening to a bunch of podcasts <laughs> about, um, mm. you know, uh, that area. Okay. Um, so the first myth that I had regarding Palestine was that uh and this was, uh, I don't know when I became disabused of this um, and to the depth at which I became disabused of this, but um, I did not have a solid understanding of the, the timeline of Zionism. Um, I thought that the majority of, um, and by the majority, I mean like 99% of migration to Israel only started after World War II. Um, and I did not, I knew more recently before reading this that there were Zionist efforts before World War II, um, but I did not realize how much earlier it started and then how much of the, the migration at, for the creation of Israel had been ongoing through the early 1900s. So yeah, I would say that would be my my first myth busted. And listeners, um, modern Zionism like can trace its like roots back to what the, like the 1860s, something like that. Yeah, maybe maybe a bit earlier because I remember the book talking about the. Um, like the 1848 revolutions that were happening and nationalist revolutions that are happening in Europe, uh, giving stirrings to the concept of Zionism. Um, but yeah, so it was something that was being discussed like almost 200 years ago, uh, really got on in earnest uh, in the like late 1890s and early 1900s and uh, continued up to World War II and probably through World War II. Um, so yeah, that was that was my first myth busted. I mean, it's also um, it's chapter two. Yeah, kinda also chapter a little bit chapter three. Not really, not really. It's just really chapter. Um, yeah, 
What about you? Um, I also kind of had the same uh, myth about just the, um, yeah, like, oh, post-World War II, they moved the Jews there. Um, not <laughs> just, like, I knew in my head kind of like that seems still anti-Semitic, but I didn't know, like, why. I was just like, what huh? is? I mean, it, no, no, like, at the time, yeah. I was just like, oh, that's pretty fucked up. They just move them there, even though they, yeah. like, you know, uh, didn't allow them to leave, like, you know, the U.S. didn't take any Jewish immigrants. Neither did a bunch of other countries. Pretty yeah. much just let them to fucking get killed. Um, you know, so I was like, oh, that's pretty interesting. And then um, I didn't fully understood what, yeah, like Zionism was. I mm-hmm. thought Zionism was kind of a term um, mm-hmm. because I believe a lot of, like when I was younger, my dad listened to a, Rush, a lot of Rush Limbaugh for, I don't Oof. know, a fucking reason. Oof. Yeah, so I think he's a lot of like the Z- Zionist was a very like dog whistle type of term for some, mm. you know, right wing, uh, you mm-hmm. know, uh, might nationalists yeah. and shit like that. So it, he, it got very usually muddled. in the form of like Zionists or Zog. Yes, exactly. Zog yeah. heard that, uh, seen that a shit ton. So it was a very. I was like trying to understand like. Um, untwist that dog whistle and like yeah a lot of shit's just very insidious uh there Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and then um i guess just overall not understanding the middle east politics and kind of the essentially uh the post-colonialism that happened uh the marking the markup of all the like countries and you know britain and a bunch of other countries like yeah this is how things are gonna be Y'all just will deal with it or we'll just shoot you. I have a feeling that sooner rather than later, we might need to add to our book list like a history of the Middle East focused between like before World War II. Yes. Through to like the 70s. I would say even before World War One. Yeah. Because like yeah. Um, so like you know, it was explained to me as a kid or, like, especially post-fucking 9-11, like, directly after a lot of this kind of, like, very, very simplified, oh, well, they just hate each other, without being like, mm-hmm. no, uh, so we, like, the U.S. came in and killed a bunch of dudes, and so did some other countries to kind of force our interest or their interest, and pretty much everyone was worse off for it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so... It is. I, I mean, could you imagine your parents like kneeling down to you at like ten or eleven and being like, "Well, the Middle East is complicated because like we're in like a long chain of colonial projects, uh, started with the British and the French, and we essentially took over as a caretaker slash exploiter, caretaker yeah. of course being very facetious, um, and now that we have." Uh, since post-World War II, uh, given, uh, quote, given uh, these people's uh, various nations that may or may not follow uh, appropriate ethnic lines and historical lines, um, we uh, put our finger on the scale periodically regarding who we want to win or lose in a particular uh, engagement based on what our uh, internal politics are at home and what our uh, desires for investment and uh, uh, resource extraction are. 
yeah, just like kneeling down to a kid and being like, so anyway. I know, but yes, like it's not good. It's, but even then, it like it couldn't have happened because like most of the US at the time, and I would argue still now, has an infantile understanding of the rest of the world. Oh yeah, for sure. Like it was just a lot of like, oh well, these two groups like hate each other and they've each other for thousands of years. And it's just like, oh, sure. Like that's like a bajillion foot view, but like at and the even same that. time. <laughs> it's like, like not really yeah not like, really yeah exactly it's not like oh yeah the kurds hate the fucking like Turk. it's just like no guys like this there is so much shit that happened within the last 60 fucking years that like it's yeah it it's mm -hmm. it's very complex but there's some parts where it's just like oh no we like meddled and shit and then this is kind of the outcome yep. and we are still yep. kind of meddling and shit and like there will be more outcomes. There will be more shit that will happen. Um, so yeah. Um, and I think th those were kind of my my things. And I, as I mentioned, like earlier, like the whole like, oh, they just kind of roll up on Palestine and nobody was there, like mm -hmm. you know, type of thing. Of oh, people here, whoa. Um, but yeah, which those is... were very. Okay. Go on. Which, which, like, as as a concept, is like fucking insane. Given yes. like. That area of the world, uh, one of the most like naturally fertile areas of the world, on the Mediterranean, um, and on uh, a point that is like a a crossing point between three continents. Yeah, no one's there. Of course, no one's there. Like, why would anyone ever be there? Yeah, exactly. Like, that myth, like to believe that, like. You either have to have like never examined the world before, or uh, I, 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 I mean, it, it's 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 just it's mind-boggling. It it really is because it's just kind of like yeah, uh, it, it's kind of the same like reading of like yeah in Europe during medieval times there was like no black people and so it's just like well no because the <laughs> uh, people had fucking boats yep. and people traveled. Like they walked or horse, you yeah. know, they they traveled and uh, it's not that far. Yes, yeah, not that fucking far. So it is not unreasonable that there'll be like one black person in like England. Or like, even a is, couple. Yeah, or a couple. Like it is <laughs> is not like unheard of. Um mm -hmm. so it yeah, it's just kind of like if you just if you think about Roman uh, within every hour of your life, um, or yeah, Roman shit, whatever, and you're like, ah, yes, they conquered everything, and then you look at the map, like, this is the shit they conquered, and some of it was Northern Africa, like a fucking course. Like, I don't, mm -hmm. I don't understand how you can... Mm -hmm. Anyway. Yeah. <sighs> also, also, the whole, like, yes, yes, uh, Roman, the, the Roman army was replaced with, like, conscripts and mercenaries. Um, so that the, uh, like, Italian population did not have to go to war anymore. Okay, not all of those conscripts and mercenaries were, were German dudes. Yeah. Some of them probably came from Africa and the Middle East. Yeah. And then they went and marched to fucking Britain. Yeah. So, like, anyway. Um, so... I wouldn't say this is like a myth that I bought into, but it was uh, like these next couple are like things that I just was not aware of. 
and it's both um, the Nakba in, yes. of 48 and the um, June 1967 war. Um, now, like conceptually, I was aware that like for Israel to exist and for there to be uh, Palestinian people who are refugees, there had to have been removals. But I had never like really encountered a discussion of the Nakba um, other than like in on Palestine, which because of the nature of the discussion that was happening, it wasn't like clear to a unread observer, like the full timeline of things. And even then, like this here is not a full timeline. It's just like essentially a skim. Yeah. Um, but it's especially for a people who three years prior had finished, had had, had been saved from, uh, for many of the people who participated in this, had been saved from uh, a very similar fate. Like, I, I do not fucking understand, like, how you can pivot that hard that fast. Yeah. Um... I, this is also, so to be fair to survivors of the Holocaust, I imagine the majority of them, or the majority of what led up to the Nakba and the uh, persecution of the Nakba and execution of the Nakba was done by Israelis who had been there during World War II in Palestine, um, rather than like people just coming from Europe being like, wow, I sure am fucked up from all the terrible shit that happened to me. Yeah. Time, time to do uh, a ethnic cleansing. Um, but it's, yeah, no. Um, it's just pretty fucked up. Yeah, it's, yeah, I think um, there has to kind of, like, in certain, in terms of, like, this history, there has to be consideration of, like, when people got there, and then, mm -hmm. like, definitely, I can see, like, yeah, people who came out of, you know, these camps and shit going to Israel and being, like, I just want to not be persecuted. I've been through some yep. shit. Most of my family is either separated or dead. I, like, and I don't feel safe. Right. Yeah. And Israel yeah. is that place and they've marketed as that place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And also there are probably some weird guilt of like, what if we did go? Right. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. And then, like, of course, the people who've been there for a while, who've been backed up by the Brit, who are obviously in power even before they've, you know, um, like got to Israel like that, who like the government, you know, those systems. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously they're just like, oh yeah, no, we're we're doing our project stuff, and like, don't worry about it. Like, it's yeah. fine. Yeah, like we'll we'll find you housing. We're not gonna tell you how yeah. we're gonna help you find housing, but like, we'll <laughs> or help whose you out it that. was? Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, and then 1967 war, like, just I feel like, well, one, uh, in my high school education, we didn't touch anything past world war ii functionally yeah um so like the <laughs> the cold war let alone like uh a just a couple days war did didn't really get touched on in my high school education and then my college education um the only history course that i took um because i had 
uh, taken a bunch of APs, uh, was a history of uh, television course. Hell yeah. So yeah, it was actually really fun. Um, and, uh, but yeah, so like I, I, other than personal readings, would not have encountered this event other than in books specifically about Israel and Palestine. Um, and I have a feeling that like that's most of the world as well, and probably including most of the people who were alive at the time. Yeah. Um, cause like even if you do college courses, it is still very limited. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, we did a course on World War One. Um, but like that's still scratched the surface of something. You mm -hmm. know, um it's it is very difficult to like find a like all right a college course or or a course just like on like history and then these mm -hmm. specific and mm -hmm. it's and it's just unfortunate um you, you know you just have to read books and you have to like all right i'm gonna take my this author at its word or i need to do like a bunch of other research like you need to know how to kind of yeah. do your own research i hate that fucking term but um do your research do your research you gotta kind of you, you gotta do the thing where Bill you Gates. do the critical Charles reading Bob. <laughs> anyway um so yeah. yeah no i agree yeah it's it, it was just very difficult to like yeah a lot of this stuff also just kind of like um heached upon it but like during like when kennedy was in office they were like yeah right to return for palestine like for palestinians i was like oh shit i didn't yeah. know it like they were like yeah, yeah. No, that's fine <laughs> and then it just fizzled out i was like oh so there's yeah. like just times where technically like the u.s was on the right side of history right like yeah. but or just shit like, happens yeah i mean uh i i think he mentioned in the book that like that's part of the uh conspiracy theory behind the idea uh, that the Israeli government was a part of or behind the assassination of Kennedy. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, shit. I actually highlighted that of the, like, oh, an Oliver Stone's, like, JFK movie. I'm like, no, you do not have <laughs> to hand it to Oliver Stone in that fucking movie. By the way, it's the 60th anniversary of JFK's assassination as of a couple hey. of ago. So, you know, because um, Harvey Oswald was the only shooter. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> However, who put him up to? I mean, the CIA and the FBI were both dumb shit, so, like, it's totally possible that they just, like, I don't know. They were both yeah. just kind of really bad at it. And he's such a yeah. dumbass that I'm like, he wanted to be famous. He wanted that clout. Yeah. If only Jack Ruby didn't love JFK so much to kill the mm. <laughs> Army Oswald. Maybe See, he would have known. That's where I fall into the conspiracy camp because of the mix of um, what we read in the Manson book regarding the, what's his name? The guy oh. who killed an elephant? Oh, shit. Um... Anyway, like him spending like hours with Ruby and Ruby going from like coherent to incoherent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. This is this is not a relitigating uh, whether Jimmy should <laughs> believe in conspiracy theories or not. Our this is um well we will probably never have that hour. Boy, um, yeah, it's like a separate podcast altogether. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Um, but uh, yeah, so I yeah, I definitely think like we we need to find maybe one or two books, um, depending on what their scope is. That like just it's just modern history of the Middle East from like the early 1900s through uh, the six, late 60s, early 70s. Uh, yeah. it's, it's definitely uh, a bit of a weak point. Yeah. Like we've definitely read a lot of the 60s stuff, especially from like a US standpoint. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it's like getting a little bit more. Uh, and, you know, we did some Russian history a little bit, but it's mm -hmm. still from a uh, very high level view of things. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of dates and facts and you're like, OK, but you have to kind of, you know, breadcrumb uh, everything or some stuff out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Maybe 2024 is going to be going to be our uh, internationalist year. Yeah, maybe that would Just help narrow down our book choices. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so there's seven continents. Minus Antarctica, minus North America, unless we include Mexico in and Central America in like South America. Um, so anyway, like we could probably do like two books a continent over the year. Yeah. And then have like one or two for other topics, which we already have a book for January. I cannot remember. Is that? Yes. Lacan. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we'll figure out uh, February, March, and April later. Yes. All right. Um. So this is something that I think we both didn't know, but as part of the next topic is socialism and Zionism, where enemy of my enemy is my friend once again mm -hmm. doesn't work out. Mm -hmm. Because boy, howdy, we've definitely read a bunch of some faction of socialists whatever we're like yes this is a good idea to be with the nazis or with another fascist group because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it will totally work out in our favor and it's like i guess i'm not surprised but it does seem very interesting that some socialist uh or some zionist socialist rose like yes i we i can somehow um like marry uh my so like we'll have a socialist state totally truly even though this is not totally backed by a bunch of capitalists like mm -hmm. at all this venture is totally totally legit guys we have a socialist state and we'll totally and everyone has made it very known that they're going pretty much push people out of their own home mm -hmm. and like yes this will be a very socialist state i don't so, know how you can marry that shit like that is in, just mind-boggling in in defense of the socialists uh then and also socialism now um, there is a very strong argument that you can only build socialism through the uh, seizing the means of production of right. the capitalists, but the means of production of the capitalists have to exist. Right. You see, which means like them partnering or receiving funding from capitalists, I don't think would have been anathema to them. Um, because they would have been like, yeah, okay, we'll take your money, dumbass capitalists, and we're going to use it to try and build like communal farming societies. Like, sure, that's fine, but like, we'll we'll keep doing this as long as uh, until the money dries up. I don't give a shit. Um, now, I I do agree that 
uh, them welding themselves or or uh, participating in the uh, Zionist part of it and the uh, expulsionary and um, exclusionary aspects of Zionism uh, was absolutely counter to uh, their what should have been their socialist tendency. Yeah. Like, I understand, like, yeah, Seasons Production, I can get where they probably could just be like, yes, we're going to take your money and then do what the fuck we want because it's still going to take you three weeks to get to Israel if you need to, like, check in on us, right? Like, it's going to yeah. be a while. And also, you know, it'll, by the time you maybe figure out our thing, it'll be too late. Um, yeah. Like, cool. But, like... At the end of the day, they still were like, uh, we're still going to go by the Bible in terms of what is going, like, why we should be here, which is yeah. interesting because it was supposed to, you know, um, I guess they're trying like, okay, we'll try to be secular at the, like, at the, like, we try to do that, but we're still going to use the Bible to like, as our right to be here. And yeah, but like, I also get it where, uh, pogroms were going on. Uh, socialists were also kind of sort of getting murdered at the same fucking time. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's try to like let's go for it. I still yeah. like it's just one of those like once again, fucking don't like just yeah. I uh, just don't ever yeah. like if if a group has like very openly fascist tendency, it is not worth fucking partnering up with for a hypothetical that might happen because you know what's gonna happen. You're gonna get. Uh fucking shot <laughs> yeah 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 or uh at best case uh subsumed and your efforts made uh whatever limited efforts there were um inconsequential yeah yep like and also like i mean i i'm one to talk because like i am in the comfort of uh, a, a first world like um country in also very of even just the united states a for the united states a first world state and in this particular state a first world county um but like if something is worth like it is better to like fight for your right to be in a place that you have been than to just like give up and leave yeah i i feel this like I think that it's kind of like, you know, because I'm black, so there is no, like, the, I was thinking of it like this while I was reading this book of just kind of like, the socialists kind of had that same problem that some abolitionists did, where they're like, mm -hmm. okay, so once we free the slaves, we can just send them back to Africa and everything will work mm -hmm. out. Like, there mm -hmm. was still like that weird racist undercurrent yeah. that they're like, okay, but we'll, we'll solve this problem by just sending them back. And it's just like, bro, it has been 200 fucking years. The... Yeah. Africa has been carved up to several different countries by now. They don't just, you can't just let them go back. And that's why we have yeah. Liberia. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Thanks. so. Marcus, maybe? Not really? Not really. I, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, side note, uh, did you uh, watch the most recent beat, uh, uh, FD recent. signifier? Oh, about. Uh, Swirl and Amic. Yes. It's good. Yeah, I liked it. His stuff is always good. But... Yeah, his Twitter. But yeah. his Twitter is always bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't tweet. Don't, don't tweet, tweet ever. 
Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just it is. It is very. I like. I can where, like, okay, we are being persecuted. We are ostracized by society. This is our chance to where we could maybe make right and like do it. We can go someplace and make our own utopia and like get things right. But it's just like look at the money you're getting from. Look at who's the one leading that project. Look at mm-hmm. you know these other interested parties. Mm-hmm. Are you like you for real? So yeah. Um, I forgot the person who's a Palestinian like war hero who also did a very unfortunate thing of being like, yeah, I'm gonna like team up with some Nazis, Oof. and then was oh like, yeah, yeah yeah yeah, and then he like regretted it like obviously later because yeah. he's like this didn't like further our cause at all they were just using us yeah. it's just one of those things where it's just like bro it is not worth yeah like teaming up with a bunch of fascists to like maybe move the ball like maybe not even a little, bit. A little bit and i don't think he even moved it all that well yeah. i guess in terms of palestinian like to like look up to i guess sure but like at the same time i i don't know was it really worth it and i don't think it was no not at all um and to clarify for listeners how that happened, uh, he misread uh, Nazi propaganda regarding Jews as being targeted at Zionism rather than just all Jews. Um, but still, like, if you're going to team up or, like, do, like, work for a particular state or entity that, like, you have to, like, move countries to do, like know what they're about beforehand and like really understand yep yep um so uh let's talk about Hamas yes the once again this book was written in 2017 yep (laughs) things have definitely changed after October 7th in terms of um kind of what Hamas has like operating and yeah so I'm going to go ahead and say something that you might push back on or disagree with, but okay. critical support to Hamas. Nope. Okay. Um, so I think that un- like Hamas has been essentially supported by the worst people you know. And by supported, I mean by the Israel go- Israeli government. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been supported by uh their leaders in uh qatar who just been chilling there just billionaires Mm -hmm. they get to just be like yeah you guys i guess you can still be there whatever we're just off you know fucking around or whatever Mm -hmm. um i don't think that i think unfortunately because of the constant um the constant like uh i wouldn't say essentially like israel and their government doesn't want peace. They didn't want peace. Like, they haven't wanted to try to do it for since, like, the Oslo Accord. So they're I mean, kind of... Probably, probably ever. Probably but, ever. Yeah. But, like, at the same time, like, they have definitely just kind of are trying to shoot themselves in the foot to pretty much make themselves a victim. I just think that Hamas killing a bunch of people doesn't help anything. I... You know, I don't think IDF is doing right by bombing the fuck out of Gaza to potentially get rid of some operatives. Like, you know, I just I just don't support Hamas. I don't think they I think when they were elected, they were pretty much the 
only thing that was available because that's how it was because everyone else got assassinated. That's why a lot of Hamas leadership is in Qatar because getting hunted down. But they so, get to chill out. So I did not say support. I said critical support. And by that, I do mean that they are not without critique. They are not without um, consideration of their actions as being potentially illegitimate. Um, but what I am saying is that First and foremost, whether regarding Hamas being created by Israel and supported by Qatari billionaire, um, yes, absolutely. Both of these things are true. Um, with respect to Israel creating Hamas, um, I, I look at it dialectically in the sense of like Israel wanted a, an institution that was more belligerent to Israel. And as a result, they have gotten an institution that is more belligerent to Israel. Will this in turn serve to allow Israel to create the unified Israel uh, in the historical lands of Palestine that has wanted to do so since 1948 and earlier? Perhaps. Will the attacks of October 7th or the attack of October 7th and the subsequent mass punishment uh, of civilians turn almost all of the world against Israel, uh, it seems to have. Um, whether the attack itself uh, was or is worth condemning, I feel uh, needs to be taken in the context of the situation that resulted in Hamas existing in the first place as the governing body, which, I mean, we both are aware they have been under uh, essentially an apartheid, not even essentially, an apartheid state since the uh, existence of Israel. They, in particular in Gaza, are in a concentration camp. Um, and there is only so long that a population can withstand these things before they lash out. And I think it's commendable on the Palestinian people to have, in particular, the Gazan people. Uh, to have lasted as long as they have before lashing out in this. Um, I feel like you're saying lashing out as in you're trying to mess with Palestinians, which I don't think you're trying to do, but that can be interpreted. That way. So Hamas are not, all Palestinians are not Hamas. Uh, the Gazan population has, did vote for Hamas right. initially. Now, they did also suspend elections afterwards, not great. Um, so I will not say that all Gazans are Hamas. However, uh, I will say that I have not seen from Gazans, though kind of hard to, I have not seen from Gazans explicitly stating that they condemn Hamas. And I don't think anyone really in the Western media is even looking for that. Most of Western media that I have encountered regarding Hamas and regarding the current, uh, I'm not gonna call it a war because it's not really that, um, the current punishment of the Gazans by the Israelis for the actions of Hamas on October 7th. Um, it's primarily 
Western media talking to pro-Palestinian members of Western media, asking them if they can condemn Hamas. Um, I don't know how the Palestinian people themselves feel. In, right. in the Palestinian Gazan people themselves feel. Um, but I can imagine, given what they have experienced, if I were in their shoes, even with all of the uh, problems that Hamas present as an organization regarding their some of their positions on things, um, I probably would not fault them myself. I... I don't know. I, in terms of that, I don't. If they do support them, they do. If they don't, they don't. I guess it to me like doesn't really matter. Like at the end of the day, they're getting fucking bombed. I don't. I don't mm -hmm. know if I really need to be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like I'm sorry you're like dying and stuff, but like, do you support Hamas or whatever? Is right. this kind of exactly. Like, and just as a whole, like the the question of like, if if not for Hamas, some other, even with or without. Israeli support or Qatari support or Hezbollah support or what have you, like there would have been resistance at some point, given yes. the condition. That resistance would in involve violence. Yes. And that violence would result in reprisals from Israel. Yeah. The only solution to this is for Israel to stop running a concentration camp and they're not going to do that so while they continue to struggle for the right to exist in their historic land like i whatever actions either the people of gaza themselves or the whether you however you want to put it uh, the the governing body of Gaza, Hamas, whatever actions they feel are necessary, I and between individuals supporting Palestine, I will I'm I'm okay in engaging in discussion of whether something was a correct move or not. But to the outward facing world, critical support. To Western media that is constantly painting uh, the actions of Hamas as uh, terrorist actions and the actions of Israel as entirely defensive, as if they've only ever existed in a vacuum, like critical support to Hamas. I just don't think I unfortunately. Okay, so I'll fully admit I don't know what Hamas has in terms of the everyday Gazian, like straight up. I don't know what they do that. Um, that despite their like material conditions, what do they do to help? Mm. Um, you know, I've seen reports of they've dug up irrigation things, but I've also heard reports where the stuff that they were given was shit or they weren't going to get the water regardless. So mm. it got dug up. Like, mm. it is, I just can't really like square. Yeah, what Hamas did in October 7th with like, yeah, this is, uh, they're good, actually. Like, I just can't square. I, I'm that. not saying that that was good. I'm saying it was inevitable. Okay, sure. And I, I'm not going to critique the actions of a, a group that has been oppressed in the way that they have 
been oppressed for as long as they have been oppressed. When I can't say that I would, if I were to live 15 or 20 years in a, a situation like that, that I would behave any different. I, well, I think we're just have to agree. I don't think Hamas <laughs> is doing for Gazians, but I, it is from, unfortunately, a very limited perspective. And oh, I just, sure. I, unfortunately, the, the killings October 7th just kind of sucked all the air out of the room. There's just no, I, I just can't square that with, and unfortunately, there is no chance um, at this point have the Gazians vote for a, mm -hmm. like, they're, like mm -hmm. that's just not possible. And that's mm -hmm. even not just because of, like, it's, yeah, Thomas, but it's also like, uh, so like. I mean, there's that, there's like, how would you even organize a vote right now? Yeah. Like, um, yeah. I mean, there's, yeah. No, I like, like, absolutely. Like Hamas suspending elections after they were voted in, not great. They should not have done that. Um, should new elections be allowed to occur? Should they be recognized as a state? Absolutely. Um, should those elections be monitored by uh, UN representatives? Sure. Um, is, is now the time? No. Right. No. Yeah. Now's not the time to that. Like, yes. At this point, it is. We. It, there just needs to be a ceasefire, and then also, a, well, we'll get into how do we get to a solution. But Ooh. like, yeah. Um. If there, whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I just. I don't know. I. I kind of am like. There's part of it where I'm like, I don't think he's a side in terms of IDF. It's just like no. Uh, stop stop the bomb like I don't know I sure yeah um I I agree wholeheartedly uh at, as far as stop the bombing um but in the face of if I were to for some reason be stuck in a room with um pro-israel Zionists I am not going to equivocate on support of Palestinians and through that the support of the actions of Hamas like discussion between you and I or some of our other friends um I am more than happy to concede things and like equivocate or discuss minutiae um but to the outside world one that is most of the population is pro-Palestinian uh, but most of the governments are pro-Israeli, and most of the media is pro-Israeli. And listeners here, I'm not arguing either of those are bought by Israel, but instead um, that our interests lie in continuing to support uh, Israel in uh, allowing us to essentially have um, multiple avenues of puppeteering various states in the Middle East, or if not puppeteering, um, what's a good word for it? Um, do you know what I'm striving at here? I... Yeah. Um, U.S. intervention and interference and EU and I guess UK because they're no longer a part of the EU, uh, European intervention and interference into the Middle East. Um, Israel is a very useful uh, ally slash tool 
um, for our governments. And uh, this is why, rather than say the other way around, Israel controlling us or Israel controlling the media, that that is not the case at all. Yeah. Um, so like, if I were to be put into a room with a Zionist and forced to have a discussion with them, like we're under observation and I can't walk away and they can't walk away, but we can't do anything to one the other. Like I'm pro Hamas all day, all the way. Um, that is what I mean by critical support to, to a aggressively exterminous group of individuals. I'm that, like, there's no sense in having a discussion in my mind because they, in, in the face of all of the evidence of the crimes of Israel, they have continued to back Israel. Right. So like there's, I feel like there's nothing to be gained in having like a, a discussion of the intricacy. All right. Um, did that one end? <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so I think at the end of On Palestine podcast, I believe, which I did not listen to before this, so sorry um, if I'm wrong, then to the void. I believe <laughs> uh, we kind of both agree, like, a one is probably mm -hmm. the, like, best bet. And also the conclusion pretty mm -hmm. much pointed to that. Um, and also if you think, it's like, we already are in a two Like, this yeah. is the current, the status quo is two state. <laughs> like, that, yeah. this, we already did that. It's done. We, no reason. Yeah. Um, so I guess hypothetical uh how can we get hmm. um... well hmm. we would need the u.s and canada and the eu or europe to pull all material support from israel yeah which given the current state of the united states the eu canada don't see that happening so the first step to that is to put pressure on our own government to get us to a point where we're no longer being represented or potentially being represented by people who self-identify as Zionists. So BDS and call call your reps. Yeah, pretty much. Um, you know, you know, the the reason that Israel can get away with it can say international law and nothing happens, we support them. Mm -hmm. Uh and yeah. international law has no fucking teeth. Yeah, like it's there's no teeth if you don't enforce it. Like there yeah. there's no law if you don't actually enforce. It. So, yeah, we we gotta just stop. Be like, uh, done. Like you know, yeah. it's uh, yeah. The the awful bill package where it had both all like weapons is very inferior because mm -hmm. it's like those two situations are not the same at all. For one, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah. So we need to like stop giving them. And then also in terms of not fucking it up, like we've been doing it, you know, in the Middle East and other countries with our meddling, um, the Israeli people got to vote out and or of yeah. the current ministry. They yeah. all have to go. Yeah. Um, they probably won't. Or even if some of them do, like Bibi, like the Likud will still probably end up winning again. I will be really surprised if even they're like, still zionist but like the left like center left yes. zionist party uh they're i cannot remember the name but um i think sharon was a member of them yes he moved that part he made his own party uh i think it's i don't remember anyway 
we might have to read a third book about it too. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, uh, even if they made like a, a, the population made a pivot to the center left, like that would still be a Zionist. Right. Like it's root and stem, like for a one state solution to happen, every aspect of Israeli culture would need to change. Yeah. Um, um, it's possible. It's like South Africa has done it to to an extent. Like they, things are still uneven and unequal in South Africa in an uh, economic sense. Um, but they went from an apartheid system to having truth and reconciliation um, panels. Um, I'm not quite sure what the right term is for that. Um, it's not necessarily a court case, but do you know what I'm getting at? What right. word I'm looking for? Are you thinking of a jury? You're thinking of uh, anyway, panels won't work. Like Argentina was able to do truth and reconciliation. Uh, I mean, they did just vote in um, a libertarian whose party members are all fascists. Um, so who knows how well that particular that one particularly worked? Yeah, that was. Uh, I'm sorry, Argentina one person was. Um, I know you had a uh, fascist and a guy who essentially tanked your economy as your choices, both bad choices. Yeah. So. Yeah, sorry. Um, but yeah, so it would it would require an entire like cultural change in Israel beyond just like. I mean, it would need to be a cultural change first to then result in the move to remove all of the right and center-left uh, uh, members of government and their particular parties. And it also would require that cultural change here in Europe and, uh, or in Europe and in Canada and here in the U.S. Um, so, yeah. Um, once again, um, we call on you listeners to uh, get out and vote and then do nothing else. Uh, just kidding. Um, I mean, obviously, like still vote or whatever, but also uh, get out and organize and call your representatives and don't buy Israeli products and try and avoid buying products of companies that uh, provide support to Israel. Uh, when and where you can, when and where you're aware of it, because unfortunately, a lot of companies uh, engage in support of Israel. Um, yeah. Yeah. Also, try to you know inform family and friends or whatever. Don't don't those guys will see you get fired um, mm -hmm. of any misconceptions. Like, yeah. and that goes kind of both ways, right? Like, uh, people being anti-Semitic um, or Islamophobic. Like, it, it like you need a call that shit out like, straight yeah. up um i will also say when if you are planning on going to protests um or planning on um doing like protesting of your own just like standing out on like a sidewalk with a placard or a sign of some kind be aware that there are organizations um supported by the israeli government whose entire function is to uh, document support for Palestine slash document anti-Israeli sentiments uh, with names and faces and places of occupation and places where you live um, for the purpose of 
um, trying to get you fired and trying to get you ostracized from society. So uh, please keep that in mind uh, if you're going to small protests that those are more easily surveilled and attacked. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I stopped. The, mm -hmm. like, Crescent Moon, um, Red Crescent, there you mm -hmm. go. Uh, fortunately, like, you can just, like, donate money, but it just can't go anywhere. Yeah. So, like, yeah. it, unfortunately, that's just, um, it's trickling in, but it's, like, I, it's just not enough. Mm -hmm. So, uh, unfortunately. But, yeah, like, you know, keep calling the representatives or, you know, going to protest. Um, mm -hmm. Also, it's fine to take a break. This mm -hmm. shit is very upsetting. Um, there's a lot of astroturfing. There's also mm -hmm. a lot of gaslighting mm -hmm. going on. Mm -hmm. So it's fine to take a break. And also, uh, don't. I, I don't know why people do this. Uh, maybe it's just because some people probably are used to going to like, you know, uh, 4chan or Gore website. Don't look up. Don't look at the pictures of yeah. the war zones and be like, I gotta yeah. look at this so I can like feel empathy. Like, don't do that. No, it will fuck yeah. your shit up. Like and it, it is, it's not going to help the Palestinians yeah. whatsoever to see them dying. Yeah, like we we already know that war crimes are being committed. We already know that ethnic cleansing is being committed. You do not need to fill your quota of a death a day. All right. Um, before I go and explore or next month. Uh, to any family members who have heard this and have issues with it, um, I don't feel your Zionists. Um, I, if you have any concerns or questions or want to talk, feel free. I have been avoiding it for avoiding, uh, potentially, uh, causing harm to our relationship. See, we worked it out and it's called, I just did me. Anyway. No, 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 <laughs> not, 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 no, um, I'm, and you're fine. You, you don't have to provide critical support to Hamas. You're, it's okay. Okay. All right. Um, Nor does anybody else. I alone, I will sling Hamas on my back and carry them into the future. All right. Well, Jimmy <laughs> has the weight of the world of Hamas on his shoulder. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> that is. Can... Okay. Anyway, getting goofy here. All right. Um. So December, we're going into Half Earthism by Drew Pendergrass and Troy Vitez. Uh, uh. As of this recording, Verso Books has a sent off um sale going on through twenty eighth. So the book is like two bucks. Nice. And um. And in January, we're gonna read How to Read the Calm by Shujek, which is not on Verso, unfortunately. I looked because I was like, oh shit, things are eighty percent off. That book is not on there. So you have to go really? find it elsewhere. So. Yeah. <laughs> um okay this was uh this podcast which is called books, books are, are good, good actually, actually.